Welcome to the KB Beauty Podcast. I'm Andy Davis. This is episode three of season 11. And today we're revisiting one of the biggest topics in this industry, and that's installation and apprenticeships. Yes, I know it's a complicated subject that can often switch people off. But as we'll hear today, the aging workforce could see half of installers retiring in the next five years. And in 2023, less than 100 direct KBB installation apprentices were taken on. Now that maths is not difficult to understand even for me. The annual conference for the British Institute of KBB Installation, or BIKBBI, or BICB, was held a couple of weeks ago in London. Now, we've featured this event on this podcast before, but it's always a real snapshot of where the debate has moved, if at all, and what activity is being done to address it. So today, we'll hear a little bit from BIKBBI CEO Damien Walters, and then we're going to dip into a panel discussion about apprentices, which has some real nuggets in there for all KBB retailers. But first... This very special episode is brought to you with the support of our good friends at KBB Birmingham 2024, Europe's prime hub for the kitchen, bedroom and bathroom industries. You should be getting ready right now for the ultimate showcase of innovation as it's held at the NEC Birmingham from March the 3rd to March the 6th. This exhibition features 250 plus top European brands across 26 diverse categories, unveiling cutting edge designs and the latest innovations. With over 15,000 decision makers at Attending from residential, design, retail and contract sectors, it's the prime spot for networking, sourcing and business growth. You can expect renowned brands like Capel, Franca, Vitra, Bora and many more to showcase everything from furniture to components, giving you a glimpse of the future in KBB world. You can meet key clients, engage with trendsetters and explore the newest launches. You can dive into live demonstrations and gain valuable insights that will drive your business forward and it will all be there at KBB Birmingham 2024. You can register for your free visitor pass now at kbb.co.uk. That's kbb.co.uk and I'll see you there. So let's start with Damien Walters, the CEO of the BIK BBI. I'm just going to call it Big B for now on. That seems to be the thing that's caught on. Here's his assessment of the state of the installation side of this industry over 2023. We operate in challenging and uncharted times, but our industry remains resilient on a number of fronts. We have achieved so much as an industry, but there remains much to do, and collaboration will be the only way in which we can navigate these uncharted waters. Collaboration is therefore the theme of today's conference. 2023 for us was an organisation a bit of a mixed bag. They were challenging and some great milestones achieved. One of the most significant wins was the support received from stakeholders and the wider industry. Looking further afield, the industry has seen triumph and sadly tragedy over the last 12 months. The collapse of Victoria Plum, as it was, and in particular the demise of their installation service, was a bitter blow for those uh, micro-installation businesses who loyally serve them. The collapse and the financial loss suffered by those small businesses is placing more pressure on a shrinking board of installers and perhaps now influencing uh, how they may feel about their own future within our industry. But already fragile and depleted workforce took another unhelpful blow and it's worth recognising the potential impact and the suffering that would have inevitably caused those involved. But it's far from being all doom and gloom. Positively, we have seen encouraging green shoots for optimism, and we must hang on to that. 
Our latest national retail installation standards partner, Easy Bathrooms, recently launched a turnkey installation service, which will no doubt create opportunities for some of those installers affected by the VP situation. So here's hoping for great things from them this year. Another exciting opportunity came in the form of announcement from our long-term retail installation standards partner, Rin Kitchens, and the news of their entry into the contract market. World domination seems closer than ever, and it's, and it's good news for the entire industry, but particularly for the installer community, as it seems their need to work with professional installers grows too. Okay, so some positive signs there, at least for working installers. I'm not sure how much independent retailers are relishing Ren's world domination, but Damien is right that it is in their best interest to support the building of a large, competent KVB installation sector. So how do you do that? Now, one of Bigby's main focuses is bringing in new blood through education and apprenticeships, and that's the bit we're going to concentrate on here today. But, as always, Damien's assessment of the wider industry's appetite for it is actually pretty damning. Our work on apprenticeships, CPD and retraining spans a decade or more, and in 2023, we made significant progress in this key area. Our Education Steering Committee plays a key role in this and without any doubt a pivotal piece of the jigsaw that we must complete if we've any chance of sourcing, attracting and developing a competent, compliant and professional workforce for the long, short, medium term. Our collaboration to deliver the Level 2 Fitted Furniture Installer Apprenticeship is complete thanks to our industry working together and this is a great example of the effectiveness of collaboration. But the work is far from complete and the challenge of building a future workforce from the ground up needs much, much more work. We now have a fit-for-purpose career pathway for our industry for the next generation of frontline tradespeople and as of December, thanks largely to the efforts of Lisa Williamson from Achievement Partners, who is with us today, there is a new standalone apprenticeship standard for fitted interiors. We should all be very proud of what's been collectively achieved here. But despite this and new support mechanisms that are now available via our website tool and indeed the Apprenticeship Help Desk, the initiative has generally lacked industry uptake, which is an absolute tragedy considering the skills gap calamity we find ourselves in as an industry. Less than 100 new apprentices joining our industry is nothing short of a travesty over the last 12 months. It's not good enough. And there's no point in us pretending otherwise. It's not going to fix the problem. Our industry coming together and creating a fit-for-purpose solution to our long-term skills gap challenge is the equivalent of us building a life raft for people stranded at sea, but nobody bothering to get on board because they're too busy taking selfies with circling sharks. I know we're all busy, and businesses must prioritise and focus on a number of challenges internally as well as externally but we have a robust vehicle for future proofing the problem but we're simply not using it i know the government has much to do in terms of supporting smes in particular to embrace apprenticeships but we can't wait forever and we must come together and act now to avoid this calamity i absolutely hear the feedback from small businesses and indeed from the independent retailer This collective feedback and the coverage is important for us and is very much welcomed. We know apprenticeships need work, but we're at the forefront of development and driving change 
in representing all of you. Now, I think there are several issues going on at once here. Yes, the uptake seems to be very poor, but there are multiple reasons why, and I think lack of interest is only one of them. I suspect, my point of view, a much bigger issue is the perceived amount of administration cost and the lack of concrete information and help. That's the I-just-don't-know-where-to-start argument. The thing is, a lot of that perception isn't actually true, as there is loads of information and help available, not least from BICP itself, but it is a hard argument to win. And that brings us on to our apprenticeships discussion. And this was a really interesting panel chaired by Hannah Hockley from The Apprenticeship Partner. We've had her as a guest on this show before. Simon Taylor from Simon Taylor Furniture. Connie Collette from Wix and Paul Miles and Elliot Perry from installation company Ace Electrical and Plumbing. Right, so let's start with Hannah telling us why apprenticeships are so important. Apprenticeships are more than just a training programme. They're a large part for creating skills, dedicated and professional installers. I've witnessed firsthand the work that is being put into making apprenticeships work for this sector by BitB and my co-members of the BitB Education Committee, as well as some of the sector stakeholders. Sadly, although each individual case is a success, those efforts delivered just 37 more KBB installer apprentices in 2023. It's not enough if we want to build a sustainable workforce that will effectively serve your businesses in the months, years and decades ahead. Yes. 37. That's scary. Scary enough that, as we'll hear now from Connie Collette, Wix took the decision to do something about it. And there's a couple of equally frightening stats in here too, if you listen out for them. We knew that if we didn't do something, we were in serious sort of consequences for the future. There is a kind of a, a skill that is self-taught out there. Some of that self-taught skill is just not good enough for installers in our homes. So equally, as well, our installer network is ageing. The installer network that we work with, it's got a wealth of knowledge. And if we're not careful, we don't tap into that knowledge, it, it will just disappear. The generation that can come through apprenticeships will lose sight of that knowledge. And, and that's detrimental, really, for the future. The impact on us as a business has been absolutely fundamental. We've now got graduates in our customers' homes. And equally, their home grown, their homegrown talent. So they're totally committed to us. They're committed to our customers. Their ways of working are in line with our strategy. So we know exactly what they're doing with them in our customers' homes. And we also now have graduates that have got apprentices. So they are demonstrating the strength of our programme and demonstrating the right behaviours. But equally, we've also recognised as a business as an opportunity, not just for us, but for the industry, but for the individuals themselves. So our average age of our apprentice is 33. So when we talk about apprenticeships, their assumption is we're always talking about 16 to 18-year-olds. You know, we've got a huge gap in the market where there are mature students that want to learn. They want to change the skill set that they went into when they finished school or college, and there isn't necessarily the setup for those types of mature students. We see it every time we recruit, you know, the mature student will come through and their expectations is they're not going to get the opportunity. We need to be there to give these students that opportunity and not always think about the 16-18 year-old bracket. We're also changing lives. You know, we're not only teaching these apprentices a skill from a trade perspective, but we're also teaching them a skill for life. So they will take away skills that they can use in everyday life. 
you know, we were talking to a graduate last week where they were saying, you know, their confidence coming into the programme on a personal level was really low. You know, they feel now confident that they can go into a customer's home and fit their kitchen, you know, and then they feel confident in life to sort of take on other opportunities that they may not have taken on. And we really need to make sure that we sort of capitalise on that. And then I think the, the last thing from me is we need to always make sure that every apprentice that will join a programme is an individual person. I find it surprising when I talk to apprentices or I talk, talk to organisations where we don't necessarily talk about learning styles. So people will come and do an apprenticeship because maybe they felt that they haven't got that academic level, you know, and they come to us for guidance, they come to us for support. And we need to tap into them on an individual per level to make sure that we tailor our apprenticeship to them. So even though we have structure and we have to follow a structure, we follow a standard, we can tailor our apprenticeship to every single apprentice that comes through and that makes it successful. And the other element for me as well is don't bite on before you can walk. Apprenticeships are difficult, they're challenging. You have to have the right structure in place. You may have to start off small and it may take years to establish and make sure that you've got the right structure, you've got the right success before you expand, but only then should you expand because you know then you are going to be successful for the future apprentices. Now, listening to that, I don't think there's any question that not only do Wix understand the seriousness of this issue, much more than some retailers, but they're also putting significant resource behind it. We'll hear more from Connie later, but let's get the independent retailer's perspective. Simon Taylor and his eponymous business has also been taking some very affirmative action, and he's basically seen the light about the benefits of apprenticeships. The thing, thing for the kitchen retailer, from what I see, I've also had companies that um, supply, which have a worktop business. I've been very fortunate to see all sides and see, see the retailer's situation. Then the kitchens is, you could buy the most expensive kitchen in the world, the most expensive appliances. <laughs> and if you don't fit those properly, the kitchen can look a dog's dinner. And I see that people just overlook that. They invest in showrooms, marketing, the infrastructure, but actually the fitting is a little bit put on the back burner, including some of the appliance manufacturers. You know, you've got these big manufacturers, very, very expensive appliances. I speak to them, the heads, and say, well, where's your training? You're all about your brand and banging your drums about that, but... The amount of kitchens I walk into and the the appliances have not been fitted correctly. So I feel that we need to get courses. And I'm working with uh, Josh Hudson at Glycowood College where we have cabinet maker apprentices to starting in September a furniture fitting installation course where you, you would learn this. And, and the thing with this, the feedback I get when I talk about apprentices, people come back with, oh, we can't afford to do this, we can't do that. They give me umpteen reasons why not to do it. I can demonstrate in our company, it's been one of the biggest paybacks. 
to a point you can't afford not to do it. This is a fantastic industry to, to be in. You're not going to find any AI or internet that's going to kill it. People need these skills. And I have seen, I've been in business, companies now 39 years old this year. This, this has been a problem since the late 80s, early 90s, and it's only got worse. I've seen a huge decline. So what we do, it's National Apprenticeship Week this week, so we, we've started banging our drums, we write to the local paper to encourage apprenticeships. Uh, we tried this last year. We have an apprenticeship open day, which this year we will do on Saturday the 20th of April, and where we have an open house. So we invite members of the public, people looking for apprenticeship of all ages, but also we invite their parents to come as well, because we're looking for their parents to buy into this, because we invest a lot of money into this, and we want a, a win-win-win situation. And then we, we, we have our team, we have our, our princes, they will then demonstrate what they've learned on their courses, we have videos, they come and see behind the scenes of Simon Taylor Furniture. We don't make any changes. They see exactly how their son or daughter, the environment, they will be coming in. And I use all my troops to show them around. And I just say to them, look, just ask these people the questions. Don't take my word for it. And we found last year we were inundated. I had probably... 10 good quality people that I could choose from. And it, what it did, it galvanised our business. And also, I couldn't believe how our troops bought into it. Once I showed them what they, they could do, they were embracing it, went to the next person coming around. And it's, it's also good for your brand to demonstrate to, you know, I've had so many times that I've, I've sold a kitchen. But I always ask customers, why should buy a kitchen from us? And generally, I find it's a four-horse race. Got down to about two. And they say, do you know what, I could have tossed a coin, really. And I'm thinking, right, what have I got to do to get over that? So we've worked very hard on sustainability and investing in people. And we have in the past, but the pandemic stopped it, we had school trips come to our company. So the school would come for the day. We would teach them design. We would show them how we manufacture, how, how we install, how we train, train staff. Because we want those students. And I think because they don't teach these skills in schools so much now, we need to take children away to encourage. So we're now working with Buckinghamshire Business First. And my apprentices are going to go to schools and do a talk to the students there to, to bang our drum and say, this is a really, really good career so one of the common complaints about apprenticeships that i hear anyway is that no one really wants to do one and the ones you do get are stroppy lazy teenagers and this according to our panel is one of the biggest myths to bust so here's hannah hockley followed by connie collette and then paul miles from ace electrical and plumbing i think it is important to say that we have got interested young people out there and by young people i mean anybody from the age of 16 up to into their 30s 
you'll find that a lot of the people that are looking to get into installation have a bit of experience in the trade. So often they're not completely green, but they know that they want to be an installer. They know this is a sector that they want to get into. Um, so yes, there are always going to be people that are going to apply for apprenticeships that are not going to be a fit for your business or your company and the sector itself. But there's great talent out there. But yeah, I think it's really important that we do know that and we do know that we're not just looking at 16-year-olds rolling out of school with no clue what they want to do. We will get on average for every cohort that we're operating for, 400 applicants, yeah. And the calibre is exceptional and it is getting better and better. And I think you have to be open to that. And that just, just goes to show the opportunity we've got out there. I thought it's definitely proven track. You mould people into exactly what you want them to do. You get exactly what you put into it. Customer service, the ethos, the business, the quality, the standards, everything is there, which is why we are a very successful small business. But it's difficult to recruit. I can only have one apprentice at a time. Right, so it's about time we hear from someone who has actually been an apprentice. Elliot Perry works for Paul at Ace Electrical and Plumbing, and he finished his apprenticeship quite recently. So why did he want to be a KBB installer? Uh, the, what attracted me to the sector was I went to more than one trade. I didn't want to be stuck with plumbing or just electric because I feel like when you do something like that, there's a ceiling. Um, I've got an ever-growing skill set and I don't feel I've got a ceiling. I feel I've learned constantly. But I think attracting other people, it, it's quite hard because when I've done my course, it was, there weren't a lot of structure to the course. My first course trip was as an electrician. When a kitchen fitter, but yeah, I think mainly like it's just structure and like going through all the different types of the fitting process, not just electrics. I've had an apprenticeship for you, working obviously with Paul and the other people that are sort of skilled professionals and learning through them. Would you say that that's been fundamental in you gaining as much skills as you work? Yeah, that's like the main reason why I'm here now. Like, that's an honourable college didn't do a lot for me and I don't think it was very well organised at all. Okay, so that's not a great review for going to college, is it? But actually, college is only one option. And whoever you get your training from, the main message here is that you need to work with them and they need to work with you. Here's Hannah and Connie again. But it's not just about colleges, is it? And Connie, I all you all back me up on this. So look, colleges, if you've got a good one and they're offering the apprenticeship that fits with what you do, that's brilliant. There's loads of independent training providers out there and there's excellent ones that specialise in installation, in KVM, in construction. And that's what we are looking at here. We want excellent training providers. So we want training providers that will work with a business or help to elaborate on that basic apprenticeship standard and add in what you need as an employer to make that apprenticeship perfect for your company and what that apprentice is learning. So if you just do bathrooms, that's fine. If you do a mixture, that's fine. But you want it to be able to be tailored, and that's what that is, and that's when it's perfect. You can tailor it with, with a training provider. Colleges are very, um, they have very tunnel vision. Everyone's treated the same. You can have different skill sets, and, and not everyone is supported through that. You also find... You know, going into a trade like installations and with kitchens and bathrooms, at college it's very male-dominated and not a lot of females can get into that. So, you know, we've got a great female um, uptake on our apprenticeship, you know, because they're supported through that as well. So that that's great, great for us. But I think you've got to work your training provider then. 
you've got to give them as much support as they give you because they need that guidance as in what you want from them. And that's where you can tailor it and that's where you get your success. To round this up, let's hear again from Simon Taylor, who has some choice words for those independent retailers who don't think apprenticeships are a worthwhile exercise, or at least don't have one, simply because they're afraid that they'll leave as soon as they get trained. Because nobody wants to come into this industry and do a bad job. That's something I've always... No one wants to do that. All right? So, but but people need encouragement. So I will speak to retailers and go, I'm looking at apprentice, so I'm not going, okay, what's what you need to do? How much can I get away not having to pay less or all that? I go, we failed before we even started. We slightly overpay ours because we want to invest the money and we want them to stay. And, and what we do with ours, we tier it to they get to certain skill levels. So, you know, there's no ceiling on their career. Once they can get to this stage, then they get this or what's that. And then that just encourages them and in speed from training process up, where they're the people working it, you're not working it for them. And it's just getting the encouragement. The payback is massive. I like all my stats in the business and I like all parts of the company, you know, I've never worked out in my life because I found something I enjoyed doing. And I did get in. I was, you know, I was a kitchen fitter. And, 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 I, and I loved it. I mean, where could you... Going in 200, 300 quid a day, 50,000 a year, after probably three years of training, I think it's fantastic. Huge thanks to everyone at the BIKBBI or Big B for another great conference and to all the speakers featured on this episode. You can find out all about the apprenticeship advice and information offered by Big B at BIKBBI.org.uk and that link, don't worry, is in the episode description. And of course, thank you to our sponsor for this episode, KBB Birmingham 2024. I'll be there doing daily podcast episodes from the show. So to make sure you're there, book your ticket now for free at kbb.co.uk. And that link is also in the episode description. I'll see you next time.